0: Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. So? It is another Thursday as this comes out. We don't know when you're listening to it. And that means it is another happy hour, or in this case, it is quite an unhappy hour. Yay! Also an angry hour. Oh. (laughs) Also like 10 minutes. (laughs) So there's a lot of caveats within this. Um, That being said, as always with these, drink responsibly if you choose to do so. Trigger warning, minor discussion of sexual assault, like really minor, but just to put in there... And also, I realized that in a lot of these, I'm always like, hey, you know, you don't have to drink. Just take a moment to relax with us. And then I also come with all these unhappy hours. (laughs) So it's more about commiserating, I guess, of having like a moment where we're connecting, commiserating, and, you know, perhaps sparking these conversations. (laughs) Sometimes relaxing, Oftentimes not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oftentimes not. I don't know. I like it because it does remind me. I told you about the thing that I did with my really good friend, Anna Conger, sister of Kristen Conger, who Mm -hmm. is uh, family to the show as well, that we would call uh, Bitch and Wine, where we just came out. And if you were angry, it was some of the best moments. And it would be funny, but at the same time sad, but it was just cathartic. And that's what this is. That's exactly what this is. So, Samantha, what are you sipping on? So, I decided to throw it back to one that we've already made and I really liked, which was the Mexican Mule, which Mm -hmm. our friend, yes, she is now officially our friend, Nayana Ferguson's uh, company, Until Tequila. I have used that same tequila again with some ginger beer. I put in my jalapenos because I just yes. love spiciness. And mm-hmm. I decided it's, it's time for a spicy drink today. And Atlanta is kind of hot right now. It is June, although rainy. So that's like humid, hot, but kind of windy all over the place. <laughs> all so over. this felt, it really is. This felt appropriate. And I don't yeah. have my, uh, I don't have a Moscow Mule cup. I need to get them. That's yes. what we just discussed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can keep them nice and cold. But instead, I have my coffee tumbler. Oh, okay. As a replacement because it insulates it. So I'm hoping sure. it like, keeps that same like type of glass and cups <laughs> that's been used in maybe. Yeah. yeah. What are it you drinking on?
0: It looks nice. Um, So I am drinking on a beer from Orpheus, actually, mm-hmm. Samantha. And again, we're not sponsored currently by anybody we're talking about. And it is called All You Get Is All You Get. Yep. And I chose it purposefully because it relates to the topic we're talking about today. Okay. And also, I know I've discussed this with you, Samantha, I can't remember if I talked about it on the show. I purposely, I'm, I'm someone who loves a theme. Yes, of course. I love a theme. I love doing things that no one else picks up on. And then later I'm like, didn't you realize the pun in that macaroni dish I provided? And they're like, what? (laughs) I do that a lot for Dungeons & Dragons. So whatever is supposed to happen in the session or what I think is the general theme of the session, I will make dishes based off of it. And I choose drinks based off of it. And I always bring at least one beer that I think is evocative or captures whatever I'm going for and no one hardly ever gets it and I can't blame them for it because (laughs) why would you be like, ah, the beer is all you get is all you get. I know what's going (laughs) to happen. It's a very silly, silly thing. I love it. But our Dungeons and Dragons session got pushed. So that is what I'm drinking today. And for today... We are talking about sex entitlements, and particularly male sex entitlement. And I'm going to be sharing some personal stories that have happened to people in my life recently, but I have changed some facts, just to put that out there. Because I do come from a small town, it would be very easy to figure out who I'm talking about. Probably still not too difficult, but just just so you know, I have changed some things. But the heart of it is there. It's the same. (laughs) <laughs> good to know yes so this has been something that's really bothered me for a long time and I I know we've talked about it before on the show of this whole idea of like you owe people and especially men sex and if you if you're a woman you could be guilted into that or just it, it can really eat at you and that was something that um in my past relationships, and especially as I've kind of learned, like, oh, I'm asexual or something close to it, that I'm not going to be someone who has a lot of sex, and I don't want a lot of sex. But then, like, my friends who are on my side, but, you know, just maybe not as aware of what I, I'm going through or... um how I identify would be like, oh, this person you're with must have so much like blue balls or they must be so miserable or whatever it is. And then me being like, oh God, I'm a terrible girlfriend <laughs> or, or or the like and feeling this guilt and like you owe it to somebody. right? And I know some listeners have written in about being asexual and have said that they've encountered men uh, who have told them that they can fix you. That it's kind of like on the level of conversion therapy where you just have right. to have sex, even if it's bad sex. You have to have a lot of sex, even if it hurts. Maybe even be raped, and you'll be cured. In heavy quotes, cured. Right. And all of this has been on my mind because lately, uh, recently, my mom, who uh, my dad died about two years ago now, she... Someone close to her died and had been ill for about a year. And this woman's husband contacted my mom and was like, you know, I haven't had sex in a year. And uh, it's been real hell for me. And I would like to, I mean, what is your life? What are you doing with your life? Why don't we just have sex? Because you don't have a man in your life and you must feel so empty all of this stuff that's like filling me with rage as I'm even talking about it. Because this was someone my my mom cared about. And so I, f- I talked to my mom about it and to hear in her voice, like she was asking me, do you think I sent any signals? Do you think I did something wrong? And all the stuff, all the stuff I've heard myself say, and it just infuriated me. It, it made me so angry to hear her just full of doubt over basically just being a a human being who is trying to be kind and then having someone tell you that your life is meaningless unless you have a man and you're having sex and that you like owe it to this person because they think they've quote been through hell when by the way, my mom took care of my dad for many, many years. It's not a competition, but how... Dare you <laughs> right. come in with one year? I've been through hell. You owe me sex. Oh wow. Yeah. It makes me so mad. And it's it's frustrating too, because like she got married really young. She got married at like 20. And so there are instances where she reaches out to me and it just breaks my heart because I feel like she didn't have what I had, which was kind of this learning time to like learn about yourself and options. And even through this show and even as like society has become more aware of things of like, you don't owe men sex. And just to hear her like question, like, I like my life. And I don't think it's like having that doubt. Right. this douchebag wanted to have sex (laughs) uh
1: yeah so it made me pretty mad pretty mad about it I don't blame you that's infuriating and also it's someone that you love and care for Mm -hmm. and are very protective of so yeah yeah and I think that
0: this is one of those instances too where you can when she was talking to me about it and it was kind of bizarre because this was right when we had done like the asexual episode. Right. I had been talking about some of this stuff. And I can't say how my mom identifies. I don't think she's probably even ever questioned it. Right. But she's told me before she doesn't like to have sex. Like it's not a big thing for her. Right. And to see it kind of play out where I was, I was giving her advice of like... You're a really nice person, and I'm a really nice person, and I've had to remove myself from situations entirely, and that sucks. But it's because I don't trust myself to speak up for what I want and to say no, like, I don't want to have sex, even if you do. And I, I would almost, I'm scared that I would just give in because I, other people first. And I had to tell her that about myself. And and she was like, yes, that's the same. That's the same. And it was just heartbreaking because you're yeah. like seeing something play out and know I was fortunate in many ways that I had the space to figure that out when I was younger. Uh, but she didn't really have that space. Yeah.
1: Well, good for her that yes. she has a daughter that can help her. <laughs> As well as the fact that, you know, she's kind of able to hopefully live better for that. Like, live into her, what is good for her. Let's hope. Because that's, you know, even though it is heartbreaking to actually be able to experience it for a little while. Being able to be happy in yourself and do as you please. Mm -hmm. That's good. Although, yeah, I would want to flip a table
0: yeah I want to to. I mean, and she that has made me that's something that's made me really happy of the, you know, like darkness of losing her husband and everything that came before that is she seems like she's doing she's pretty happy by herself, yeah, and she's doing a bunch of stuff and really enjoying it. And I mean, this is a topic for another episode, but it's just in these cases for me specifically. It just infuriates me the whole, like, in sickness and in health, and then the sickness comes. (laughs) And in the
1: examples I'm thinking of, the men are like, never mind. (laughs) Right. Right. Or the men who are sick take advantage of that.
0: Right. Yep. And I do want to say here, like, we're talking about mostly... Yeah, male sex entitlement and women. But I have spoken to male friends and particularly queer male friends who have told me about kind of the pressure it puts on them as well. Of like, Mm -hmm. if I don't want sex and I don't want heterosexual sex and I don't want it like loudly where everyone knows I want it, then I feel like I'm judged or I'm failing or all these other things. So... Again, it's not good for anybody.
1: It's right not good for anybody. <laughs> right, as in fact, our next episode. If you are listening to this uh, sequentially, as in like when it comes out, we're going to talk about virginity, and a part of the conversation is it's very blip, but it is. It's the whole basis of it is toxic masculinity, dangerous uh, patriarchy, in the idea that it's extreme for both, whether mm-hmm. you have to be pure. For women and for men, you have to be hypersexual or you're not truly men. And that push is so damaging in that they're going to call you out and say, well, you're not a real man Mm -hmm. unless you've had sex with 10 girls. And Mm -hmm. some of it better be exactly what is seen as porn type of conversations. And it is. It is super, super dangerous. Yeah. And toxic uh, beyond anything else. And it's so sad because you're right. In this very case, stuff like this, it's damaging to everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Why can't we just be as we are instead of being a caricature of what we're supposed to be according to heteronormative ideology that shouldn't exist. right?
0: Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, when you just get to the like bare bones of it, we are creating a situation that is dangerous and unhealthy for right. pretty much everybody. And I also want to put in here too, this is definitely a topic for a separate episode, but... I think that all of this makes it really complicated for women as well who want sex. Yeah, it's a separate episode, but I just feel like there is a tension between being a woman and being vocal about wanting sex and that getting weaponized against you. Right. Or just like that we're coming from different understandings a lot of times about what that means for men and women. Yeah, so... Acknowledging those things,
1: but yes, this has been my rage, unhappy hour. <laughs> right. And to be fair, like for me specifically, I came from being completely scared of sex, mm-hmm. demonizing what sex was, coming to, oh my God, I want to have sex now. What's happening? To being hypersexual, to now being kind of 40, like I'm tired. My body hurts. If I'm not in the exact mood, then I might not want to do squat other than cuddling. And Mm -hmm. feeling like my changes throughout my years could be problematic. Like I'm worried about, am I okay? When it's actually absolutely normal to have off days or normal days being different. And mm-hmm. any of those times and trying to talk about that and trying to understand that in your own self, but then seeing all of these, like, oh, you're supposed to be this, this, and this, and then you never change It's so absurd. Yeah. And it is also a dangerous mindset because, yeah, you're like, well, what's wrong with me? What is, why, right. why am I not what I was 10 years ago? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I'll never forget when I did that. Uh, we hiked a heel event uh, two years ago now. Mm-hmm. We did this exercise where it was like a, you know, I promise not to do XYZ damaging thing or unhelpful thing or unhealthy thing. And one woman said, I promise to stop comparing myself to my younger self. And I was like,
1: yeah. Yeah, so that's, super that's, smart. Great. Yeah. And that's super smart. Yeah, That's super smart. Because my younger self is like, what the hell are you doing now? <laughs> and my older self is like, what was I thinking then? <laughs> and it's all totally normal. <laughs> um, well, cheers, I guess. <laughs> no, I think it's a lot to think about. And that's a lot to process. And mm. thank you for sharing it with us. Because, yeah. I'm going to throw punches. Yeah. Yeah. My brother's going to get punched in the throat. It takes me, like, I get angry, but it takes me a lot to get to, like,
0: expressive angry. Right. And I'm there. I am right. there. <laughs> well, we hope that you enjoyed listeners or felt something resonate with you or felt a connection. If you would like to contact us, we would love to hear from you. Our email is stuffmedia momstuff at iheartme.com You can find us on Instagram at stuff I've never told you or on Twitter at momstuffpodcast. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina. Thank you, Christina. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff i Never Told You is production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.